Welcome to the Bet With Chip Podcast. I'm Kyle Vercetti alongside Brian Campbell, Alex Del Vecchio. Week 17 in the books, week 18 upon us. It's been a roller coaster of a week. Um, you know, obviously starting off with the uh, game that never happened, you could say, you know, with Buffalo and Cincinnati. Uh, first and foremost, you know, hoping for the best outcome there. It seems like things are on the upswing. Uh, positive news coming out, but we'll kind of keep our fingers crossed there. Uh, so just wanted to throw that out there with you guys. But um, it was, uh, I guess, relatively speaking, it was a pretty successful week. Um, and what is I, that? I am not sure. What is that? Uh, that's my ESPN website. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, way to start out. Week 18 with a bang, baby. All right. I was like, did somebody leave a uh, website up that they don't want being heard it's, on the internet? No, no, it's, it, so- it sounded like, like a SOCOM headset. Sound, sound like Pornhub. Yeah. Oh, no, that's mine. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, back to week 17. Uh, I guess you could say we officially had the first undefeated week in uh, Betwichet history. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. 4-0. Uh, we're just going to count out the uh, Buffalo and Bengals game since we all had uh, a side in that game with the Bills. And it honestly wasn't looking too good, so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that it didn't count as anything. Uh but, you know, when 4-0, uh, we can kind of go through our picks uh, really quick before we move on to Week 18. Uh, Denver kind of felt good about that all game. I never felt like they weren't going to cover there. They had the chance to outright win that game. They lost uh, 27-24. Um, Max Effort there from the Broncos after their head coach getting fired. We kind of talked about that last week. Uh, Green Bay, best bet. And uh, that game was kind of never in doubt when Minnesota started turning the ball over. And, uh, you know, the pick six, a kick return for a touchdown. It's kind of like when we play Madden, guys. That's kind of like how that game turned out uh, when we play uh, sub uh, subpar uh, opponents. Uh, but uh, that game worked out pretty well. And then uh, the Saints uh, won outright against Philly as dogs. And then uh, the Bucks looked kind of, uh, looked kind of uh, bad there for a while. But they ended up coming back down 14 nothing. Tom Brady uh, does what he does. They made some big plays with Mike Evans get him in the end zone, and they win the NFC South. And then the teaser, we all hit our teasers. So um, Pittsburgh and Seattle both won outright as dogs, and I had them as uh, plus eight and a half, plus eight. So uh, all in good, uh, very, very solid week. And uh, we'll go to – let's go to Campbell next for uh, his plays from last week. All right. Um, I went two and two, hit my best bet, hit my teaser. Um, we'll start with the Carolina game. Like you said, I mean – Game was kind of back and forth the whole game. Carolina blew the fourteen nothing lead. I felt I felt good early, but then watching Mike Evans score three times kind of put a damper on that. And then I mean they're sitting there down three, and uh, Darnold gets strip sack uh, inside his own ten yard line to uh, give Tampa Bay another chance at a field goal. They lose by six, so they don't cover there. Uh, Washington, I mean Carson Wentz just looks bad. He's just He's got nothing left in the tank. He's done. Uh, that was just a bad pick. And then uh, Seattle. Seattle is an easy pick. I mean, Jets. Jets are done. I mean, Jets look good sitting at seven and four. Haven't won a game since. Uh, and they're showing that they were kind of pretenders. It's starting to look like the defense is not playing up to um, how they were the first half of the season. Uh, offense continues to struggle, hasn't scored a touchdown in eight quarters. So Seattle was an easy pick there. 
And then the Steelers uh, looked good on uh, Sunday night, beating the Ravens straight up, uh, had them at plus two and a half. So uh, that was a good best bet. And then, again, the teaser, uh, two teams that were uh, sitting at six and a half point spreads pretty much, Giants and Chargers, both won the game pretty easily, had them both uh, under a point. So that was an easy teaser for me. Easy peasy. Yeah, uh, solid week for you as well, hitting the best bet again and the teaser. Uh, so, yeah, good luck on the Seahawks there. And, uh, you know, you think about the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, uh, they have some serious problems, not just from a coaching standpoint, from a managerial standpoint. Now they're going to be starting Sam Howell against Dallas, you know, next week. And, you know, the, you know with Ron, uh, you know, Rivera not even knowing they could have been eliminated last week. I mean, how, how does this even happen? I was just going to say, Ron Rivera didn't even know it was an elimination game for him. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I it's, it's got to be alarming as a fan uh, to have those things take place. So, uh, I mean, the old adage: if, if you have two or three quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And then that's kind of gone on with them the entire year with you know with Heineke and Wentz, and now they're going to be starting Hal. So we'll see what the rookie has. I mean, you have to give him a shot against uh, a team that's going to be somewhat playing for something uh, in Dallas, still having a chance to win the NFC East and, you know, a long shot to get the one seed, but they're still going to be playing. They're going to be playing to win the game. So let's see what the rookie has. Um, Alex, let's take it to you for your plays from last week. Uh, you know, obviously I'll start with uh, my beloved New York Giants as I laid the laid the wood with them, was very excited. Um, Chiefs game I was completely on the wrong side of. The Chiefs really have been uh, very disappointing to bet. Uh, really for the last month and a half or so. It's interesting. They're not really blowing teams out, but they're not – none of these games are really in question all that much. Like, it's like at the end of the third quarter, they're close. And then, you know, seven minutes left in the game, it's like, oh, Chiefs are up by two possessions. Um, so, you know, definitely uh, definitely wrong-sided that one. Um, Jaguars is probably my best bet. Uh of the month, you know, I was really all over that. It's just, I, I very much thought that it made no sense for them to not play hard. Like, they're a young team, they're developing. There's no benefit to taking a week off. They're not, you know, they're not trying to necessarily win a Super Bowl this year. They're trying to build a thing, and it was more important for them to play well, and that kind of played out the way it did. Um, I'm proud of that one. You know, Eagle game, Eagles, I didn't necessarily feel like I was on the wrong side of it. You know, just a couple of inopportune turnovers for Minshew. Um, but, you know, defensively, the Eagles did play great. You know, they got seven sacks in the game, an interception. You think you're going to win a game, you get that. But, um, you know, the Eagle offense petered out. Very interesting to see what happens with Hurts this week because he's limited again. And normally, at least so far, that's been a phantom, a phantom limited listing. For Hertz. So he really hasn't been practicing all that much. They've just been calling him limited for, I think, strategy. I don't think he's going to go if he's not a full go on Friday. We'll see. But, um, yeah, you know, I th- you know, 500 week. It looked like I was going to be on the wrong side of Monday's game with the Bills. You know, Bengals were coming out like a ball of fire. So, you know, it might have, uh, you know, with the game not counting, you wouldn't say, you know, you don't catch a break. We're just saying a game. So to be two and two is kind of you know, a little bit better than the way it could have been. And now, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting week here as we try to figure out which games to bet. Is there value in some of the games where people aren't trying? Um, you know, is there 
is there only value in games you know both teams are trying, or is there a way to find some good EV, um, you know, in the games with the second stringer? So, interesting week. So, happy to get after it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, good luck on Jacksonville. I think that's a prime example of a line that these books just got wrong. You know, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about Vegas I'm talking about the offshore books. It was pretty much a consensus three, you know, three and a half. I think it went up a little bit right before kickoff, even got to like four, four and a half. But um, I, I, that kind of tells me that maybe the books don't have a good pulse on the Jaguars right now and what they're capable of. I mean, you look at this yeah. line uh, this week, you know, going up against uh, Josh Dobbs, who's been named the starter, two Saturday games, uh, obviously the first game, Tennessee and Jacksonville for the AFC South, and then Kansas City um, at Las Vegas, which would, which could you know, very well be for home field advantage, depending on what the NFL decides to do with Buffalo and Cincinnati. Uh, so a lot on the line for those two games. But you look at Jacksonville going up against a third-string quarterback, uh, not even laying a touchdown here with, um, you know, with Trevor Lawrence obviously having a big advantage at the quarterback position versus Josh Dobbs. Uh, so what do you guys think about this line? What what, what does this say to you? You start off, Cammie. Uh, no, you start off, Alex, because I was actually paying attention real quick. Jesus, <laughs> man, Chad, Chad, you want me to you just shot a B twelve or something? I have it in my fridge. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Chad, you started off, Chad. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this line is. We just talked about Jacksonville and how maybe the books don't have a good pulse on who Jacksonville is and what they're capable of. I think this line should be closer to nine, nine and a half, maybe even ten. Uh, based on what we saw Josh Dobbs do against Dallas, I think Dobbs showed some flashes against the Cowboys, but I think that was more about, you know, Dallas on a short week. Um, you know, the Dallas defense really banged up. You know, Dobbs had some opportunities to make some plays, but, you know, now you're, you're going up against a Jacksonville defense who has played better over the past month and obviously an offense that's just thriving right now. So I think this line is just too short. Um you know, I'm going to stay away from the game. I don't have a play in it for the pod. And by the way, we're going to pick three games tonight, and then we're going to have one best bet out of those three, and then we'll pick a teaser, and then we'll kind of go more towards the uh, seedings in the playoffs and what we think is going to happen there. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to have a play in this in this game. I, I lean to Jacksonville. I know it sounds kind of square. I know everybody and their mother is going to be teasing Jacksonville you know, just to win the game. Uh, but the, the line is shady enough to kind of keep me away because Tennessee does have extended rest, right? And Jacksonville is playing on a short week. So, I mean, and you're getting a ton of players back for Tennessee, right? What we saw against Dallas with Tennessee, that's not going to be what's out there against Jacksonville, right? They're getting, um, you know, Burks is going to be out there. I know he played last week, but, um, you know, obviously the big guys, Derrick Henry getting back and they get, they have some key players in defense that didn't play last week either. So maybe that's factoring into the line. Uh, so it's just going to be an easy pass. I'm just going to enjoy the game and go from there. Uh, Alex, what do you got in this game? No, I'm going Jacksonville. I'll go. I don't No problem being a lame-ass square. <laughs> um, and again, for some of the reasons that they were good last week, um, you know, they're a young team that needs to get better and play in those games, and they're just coming on. And the talent on that team has been coming on, you know. Teams that were pretty good, you know, you look at the Giants, and, you know, the Giants – you know, beat them at the one-yard line. You know, the Jags, they did beat Dallas, you know, when Dallas is playing really well. So, you know, the talent's coming. Etienne's coming. You know, if that guy can just – like I said, I've said a few times, if he just stops fumbling, he's going to be a great back. I mean, you, you saw the burst and the explosiveness through the hole. He's well past that ACL injury. Um, 
you know, he was a big time prospect out of college that, uh, you know, that injury really did sort of set him back, but he's got explosiveness, man. I mean, he was coming out. Lawrence gets better every week. Good receiving core. Um, you know, their front seven's way better than their secondary, but, and they're also just, I, I feel like the Titans being in this game and the way the Titans are in it, like, obviously it's not a letdown. They can win the division, but the season's a disappointment for them. The Jags being here ahead of schedule, there's a little bit more excitement on the Jaguar side. And I just mean that in terms of you know, the organization momentum almost, of like that's a thing. And I feel like the Jags are just going to come out. I think they're going to play well. And, and if it was the Tannehill Titans, definitely. Like it, it's a tough game, mm-hmm. but it's hard, it, it's hard to buy Josh Dobbs in a huge game like this. I mean, it's like Camby says, and when you hit the playoffs, you just go with the better quarterback, right? Well, this is a playoff game. And I think it's safe to say now – you know, Lawrence is a guy and Dobbs isn't a guy. So then why wouldn't you go with the Jags in this game? And it, you're not even laying 10 or 11 or something crazy. So I'm definitely all over the Jags here. Uh, I also am play, making a play on the Jags here too. Um, I think the line is kind of short because I, I think they kind of overcompensate for the return of Derrick Henry this week. Um, but I think the Jaguars just have – too much to play for. Uh, Tennessee's been coming in, you know, kind of dragging their feet all season long. I don't trust Josh Dobbs coming in. Uh, He's been with the team for 14 days now. I don't think that he's going to be the guy to be able to lead them to the playoffs in a must-win game. Uh, I like what I see out of that Jacksonville offense lately. Uh, Etienne's running hard. Trevor Lawrence is making all the right decisions. Uh, Evan Ingram's been balling out. Um, and, I mean, I know Mike – I look at Mike Vrabel as one of the top coaches, but, you know, Jaguars don't have a slouch at coach either. Like, there's not much of a coaching difference, in my opinion, in this game. Uh, I do think there's a big quarterback difference in this game, and that's why you got to go Jaguars here. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up the coaching because I, I, I do think it – you know, I would obviously give the the slight advantage to Peterson just based on him having a Super Bowl championship. But, uh, you know, this Tennessee team, I guess you can consider them more of a veteran team compared to Jacksonville, who is a very, very young team. And a lot of key players have not been in this position, you know, in terms of being able to win a division championship, host a playoff game. So uh, I feel like more pressure, I feel like more pressure is on, Jacksonville right now as opposed to Tennessee because uh, I feel like Tennessee I feel like they, they could just play loose in this game because uh, all you know everybody's talking about Jacksonville and how well they've been playing over the past month and everybody is kind of counting Tennessee out based on you know the natural trajectory of these two teams with Alex talking about how Jacksonville trending up and Tennessee trending down so do, does that continue or does something happen you know in this in this key point in the season where, you know, the, the team that's been there before, you know, we saw how Tennessee I think three or four years ago, you know, um, went on the road against the number one seeded Ravens won that game outright as double digit dogs. You know, do we see that again? I know that was Tannehill, but this team has kind of been in those spots before as big dogs. Um, so I think the, the Vrabel underdog does have some merit to it, but I just don't think Tennessee is the players right now. And you know, you the, know this... oh, go ahead, finish. You can finish. Oh, oh, no, yeah, no, I was pretty much done. I was just going to oh. take it to you guys. 
I was I was gonna say like I still got like my friends down in Jacksonville from the time when I lived down there and Duval County is gonna come out and support this team on Saturday night. Like they are pumped to have a team that is gonna be contending for playoffs. You know, it's been a while since they've had uh, something to root for down there. And they're going to come out with all the support. It's going to be a nice crowd uh, backing them. So, I mean, having that home field advantage is going to be kind of key, too. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm I'm just going to sit back, enjoy this game, see what happens. But we have we have uh, an official play from from Just Campbell, right, to take uh, Jacksonville. And Gallagher. Oh, oh, an official play for you? Oh, yeah, all the way. Oh, okay. So we got Jacksonville minus six for both you guys. I'm just going to put that down. All right. So uh, we'll go to the next game on Saturday. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to be on the line in this game, but we're pretty much seeing Kansas City laying nine and a half at Las Vegas. Uh, Kansas City coming off of that close win against Denver. And now they go on the road against a Vegas team that definitely had a max effort last week. Uh nearly beating the Niners, lost in overtime, that crucial pick by uh, Jared Stedham that kind of sent them right into field goal range. Uh, But (laughs) nonetheless, good effort by Vegas, who was pretty much counted out last week after they made the decision for, you know, with uh, Derek Carr and benching him and sending him home, whatever happened there. We we talked about it last week. And for them to come out and put put out an effort against, you know, arguably the best team in the NFC, I thought it was pretty encouraging. Uh, with how they responded with the players and with the coaching staff as well. But now, you know, you have to come back again against a team that is playing for something, divisional game, um, after putting up that max effort and losing. I just feel like it's going to be a little bit deflating here. I'm I'm not going to bet this game for the pod. Uh, I think Kansas City is a good teaser option. I would lean to lay the points with Kansas City. I know they haven't been good this year with laying big numbers, but I think think this is kind of the game where Kansas City – has a really good effort, especially if they get the bye. They're going to want to get a good max effort before they go into the bye week. So uh, I lean Kansas City, no play here for me. Uh, Alex, what do you got in this game? Uh, Yeah, Kansas City has just disappointed me too many times, too many funerals. I'm not betting them. I love KC in the game, Um, but not going to bet them. There's just something they haven't, you know, they they haven't been blowing teams out. So, you know, maybe they start it here. you know, Vegas certainly seems like a good candidate for it, but every week I feel like Casey's a great candidate to kill somebody, and every week it's close in the third quarter. So, you know, burned too many times, haven't been great against the number. Maybe I'll start playing them in uh, more meaningful games in a couple weeks. But for now, I am off the KC chain in terms of betting. Yeah, I don't have a play in this game either. Uh, kind of leaning Raiders, though. Uh, Kansas City, I mean, even – at 100% effort, they're not covering the big spreads, as we've mentioned time and time again. And I think this is a game that, like, you're going to see Raiders not um, kind of cave in. Like, I think McDaniels is going to have to prove, like, that they're going to put out full effort to keep possibly keep his job for a second year here. And, I, I mean, even with Stidham, like, I, Stidham is going to still have a lot to prove. Uh, try to make the most of his time that he's getting, trying to play for, you know, his, his future. So I think they're going to uh, make a good showing here, keep it close, and uh, that's why I kind of lean the Raiders. Okay. 
Yeah, I already put in a teaser with Kansas City, uh, an actual bet this week. I just feel like it's going to get to 10 at some point. I wanted to make sure I got that uh, seven-point teaser, get him under a three. So I feel confident Kansas City is going to win the game. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't lay this number with Kansas City just based on their track record this year and their uh, their difficulty with with covering big numbers like this. But I think Kansas City is definitely a good teaser option. Um all right, so let's go to Sunday. Uh, L.A. Rams, Seattle Seahawks. This game actually does have something on the line uh, pertaining to that seventh seed in the NFC. Uh, you know, pretty much the situation is this. If the Rams beat Seattle, then the winner of the Detroit-Green Bay game is the seventh seed. If Seattle beats the Rams, Detroit is out, and Green Bay is in if they win. If Green Bay loses, Seattle gets the seventh seed. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams in this game plus six and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to bet this game for real. I'm going to wait. It's probably going to get to seven, maybe even seven and a half. I love the Rams in this game. Uh, Max effort from Seattle last week against a really good defense. Rams got blown out the last week. Baker still has something to prove. He wants to, he wants to have a shot maybe as at the starting job next year, worst case backup position, uh, for the Rams next year. So I think this is just too big of a number. I mean, I mean, relatively speaking, these teams played about a month ago, and Seattle was laying six and a half at LA, and now Seattle's only laying six and a half at home against the Rams. So, what changed within that time frame for that big of a point point spread move? Uh, I don't know if it's justified, but I still think uh, you're getting a good number here with the Rams. I think they win this game outright, and I think that uh, the winner of that uh, Detroit uh, Packers game is going to be in as a seven seed. And uh, Seattle, I think uh, they, they got their big win last week, and I don't think they feel like they have a real, realistic chance of making the playoffs. So uh, my first play will be L.A. Rams plus six and a half. Making an official play, huh? Official play. Okay. I like it. I don't have a play in this game, um, but I would lean Seattle. You don't mess with the 12th man uh, when they're at home. <laughs> Um, they got all the motivation to play for where the Rams really kind of are just playing for their own self-interest. And, I mean, Detroit beating Green Bay is not out of question. So Seattle could very well easily be playing to put themselves in the playoffs in this game. So I, for all those reasons, I would lean Seattle, but no play. Okay. Alex, what do you got? I, I would I would link Seattle in terms of motivation. Like I, I don't necessarily agree that they don't have a realistic chance because what they're going to do is like that giant cowboy game, um, back in twenty twenty. You know, like they they want to win and give their fans a reason to watch the Sunday night game, and um, you know they've had a good year, and I think that's something to say about it too. Like they've had a very overachieving year based on what they did with get rid of Russell Wilson and all that, and I think they'd they want an exclamation point. It you know they want to. They want a win going like they want to end it on a win. There's a lot of upstream positivity about Seattle and their their path right now. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna show up in this game. I don't see their relatively overachieving, over indexing season ending with a loss at home to a Rams team that's you know, it's gotten nowhere near the talent they normally have. I would lean Seattle not playing it just because the line was a little big, but um definitely I think they do have things to play for. Like I think I don't think it's that unrealistic that they could make you could wake up and they're the seven seed on Monday. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have the actual stat in front of me, but um, I know it's over 60%. And it's a big sample size, too, when you compare a team that is playing for something versus a team that has nothing to play for. The teams that have nothing to play for, I don't know if it's within the past 10 years, 15 years, I'm not sure, but I know it's a big sample size. A team that has nothing to play for covers over 60% of the time. I know it's somewhere between 60 and 65%. I mean, we saw it last year with uh, Jacksonville and Indy where the Jaguars had nothing to play for. Colts had to just win to get in, and the Jaguars won the game outright. So I'm not buying into the, well, they have something to play for, hence I'm going to bet on this team. Um, I, I've fallen for that trap way too much before. There, there was a game I remember, I think it was back in 20. 18, I think Minnesota was playing Chicago um, in Minnesota last week of the season, and Chicago was out of it. Or Chicago had already clinched a playoff spot, but they were resting all their starters, apparently, and uh, Minnesota just had to win to get in. They were going to be the last wild card team, and Chicago beat them outright. And Kirk Cousins choked, and even though Minnesota had much more to play for, Minnesota lost the game. So uh, I think it's a, a similar situation here, especially a divisional game where these teams know each other very well. Like, you know, it's well-documented how many injuries the, the Rams have had over the course of the season. No Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup, no Matthew Stafford. But somehow they're still being competitive in these games. I think they, they ran into a, a tough situation last week uh, against the Chargers, who were still playing for something. But I think this week they, they kind of end the season on a high note. And uh, I think Seattle was kind of peaked uh, last week. And uh, the Jets had chances last week. I mean, Mike White, there were a lot of fourth downs that he did not convert on. That game could have been a lot closer than it was. So um, I, just, I just don't think Seattle was good enough to be laying this kind of number against anybody right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll, we'll make it one of my plays, and uh, we'll go to the next game. And I have a feeling that somebody's going to be betting aside in this game. We have the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, first of all, does anybody have a side in this? I do not. No. No. Oh, I do not wow! I, do not. Okay. I have That's a lot surprised. of thoughts on the. I have a lot of thoughts on the game. If you guys give me two hours, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, we obviously know the news of Jalen Hurts. I think he was limited today, but it's pretty likely he's gonna start this game against the Giants. I don't know probably as much as you, Alex, with uh, how many starters are gonna be playing for them. Are they gonna play to win the game or just kind of you know maybe play a half or whatever and you know give them some rest going into the playoffs, but. Uh, talk about a little bit what you're hearing about the Giants uh, in terms of playing players and, and starters and, and things of that nature. Is Thibodeau going to be snow angeling next to Minshew seizuring here? Yeah, well, that was, that was glorious last week. That was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I love how he says, yeah, I didn't know he was hurt when his hand was touching him the entire time. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I'm pretty uh, – it, it looks like any – it looks like Dable said he's going to go to the trainer's. And anyone who would be benefited by rest will not play. So right off the bat, that means no Ojolari, no Williams, um, probably no Darnay Holmes, Julian Love. There are a lot of guys who have been playing dinged up. So anyone who's 50-50 is going to sit. Um, as for Saquon, you know, the Giants have low-key. I don't know if you guys have noticed. They've had him on a pitch count already the last six or seven weeks where he's only gotten like 12 carries a game. I could see him only getting five or six. Daniel Jones, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, on Sunday I would have told you they're playing, and Dable said after the game he was going to play. 
And then all of a sudden, it's he starts talking about you know how this isn't the fifteen and zero Patriots like it was back then, and how you know trainers are going to be involved, and how a guy like Leonard Williams with a neck burner would be benefited by a week and all that. Listen, the Giants at full strength, giving everything they got, probably would go to Philly and lose. Absolutely, the Giants at half strength, giving half effort. The line should probably be around 14, which is what it is. I don't have a side in it because I'm a little – look, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday, and I feel like every Wednesday it sounds like Hurts is going to play, and every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. it's like, yeah, it's going to be Minshew. So, yeah, I, if that happens, yeah, Giants can win playing, you know, Tyrod Taylor because that guy's that bad. Kayvon's definitely playing. You know, Kayvon's already said his sack numbers are bad. He's trying to get that up, but. I think the Giants are not going to play anyone who's 50-50. And if they do that, they, uh, you know, they have no, no shot of winning the game. So staying away from it, but that's my feel. My feel is like the 50-50 guys will sit. Saquon will be on a pitch count. And Daniel Jones, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with Daniel Jones. I'm certain they won't run him a lot with the RPOs. But in terms of will he play the whole game, I'm, I'm not sure. Not, hard to get a feel for it. Yeah, for me, I mean, this kind of just feels like the old, like, week four preseason game for both teams. Like, you're going to get a drive out of the starters, and then they're going to come uh, put in the bubble guys and see who's going to make the roster. Like, that's kind of – Eagles, too? I, I feel – yeah. I, I mean – Oh, wow. Because they got home field. Like, Giants don't – Giants are the six no matter what. Eagles have to win. They got to win this They game. have to win to get the home field. I still think they're going to – they know they can take it easy on this one and still get the win. Like, I just don't see either team really putting max effort in this game. And for that reason, I'm staying away from it. There's a lot of pressure on the Philly in this game. I mean, not only it's a stretch, but obviously Dallas still alive for the division if they beat Washington and, and Philly loses. And then you have the Niners breathing down their neck, playing the lowly Arizona Cardinals. I could still get the number one seed in the playoffs if Philly drops this game. And the Niners are, you know, pretty much a shoe in to beat Arizona, uh, going up against David Blah. So uh, they're going to win that game. So there's a lot of pressure on Philly in this game. With We, we kind of know the kind of coach Sir, Sirianni is. He's a big, you know, rah-rah, rah-rah guy, motivational guy, really emotional, some – Sometimes they can rub people the wrong way. But you get the sense that he wants his team going into the playoffs on a high note, right? And I think that's built into the line here. I mean, it's 14 across the board. If if the books really thought the Giants were going to be playing all, all starters for the entire game, this line would not be at 14. They, the books would not expose themselves like that. So I, I think I, I'm kind of with with more towards Alex on this. I do think maybe the Giants do sprinkle in some starters in the beginning. But then uh, as the game goes on, I think Philly just has to pull away in this thing. They they need this game. Uh, so I, I think the line kind of says it right there with the low total of 43 as well. So, uh, But we have no, no side in this, right, guys? Nope. No, I do not. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, Philly has a lot to play for. We kind of, you know, talked about the, the seedings in the, in the NFC. We can get to that as we, you know, finish all these games. But I will go to an interesting game here, uh, New York Jets at uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins not officially eliminated yet. They still have an outside shot. Uh, Jets, unfortunately, were eliminated last week with that loss to Seattle. Uh, so, looks like Mike White's going to play this game. Uh, looks like 
Teddy Bridgewater might play. He has a dislocated finger. He hasn't practiced. Uh, they're hopeful he could play. Uh, but it's more likely that it's going to be Skylar Thompson, which uh, kind of moved this line uh, from Miami uh, as a one-point favorite, and now Miami's a one-point dog. Uh, I still like the Jets in this game. I'm going to lay the one point with the Jets. I ha- I haven't been a teaser. I, that's the team I tease them with Kansas City. Uh, I think it's great value here. I think it's a good good spot for the Jets to play spoiler. Um, and I think Mike White, you know, he had a bad week last week. And I think he kind of wants to show what he really has against a Miami defense that is not very good. So I think Miami, it's one of those teams that they're just on the downtrend. And they've, they've lost how many games straight now? Five or six games. Um, so now they're depleted at the quarterback position. Uh, I think it's an easy bet. I probably wouldn't lay the one. As an actual bet, I like the. I'm glad I grabbed the Jets with the teaser, but um, if I had to pick this game, I would definitely pick the Jets. So I am going to make the Jets uh, official play, just laying the one point here, and then uh, Miami would be officially eliminated. What do you guys got in this? Uh, I also have an official play here, and as typical as it is for bet with Chet, we are going head to head. Oh my god. I am taking Miami Dolphins plus one. It could be Tua, it could be Teddy, it could be Thompson, it could be Brian Campbell playing quarterback. (laughs) Jets are losing that game regardless. And it's complete fade on the Jets. Their season, pretty much given up on the season. Um, Dolphins, I mean, Dolphins, I think, got too much speed on the field. The Jets' defense has not been playing up to par. Um, I mean, Sauce can only guard one guy. Like, if it's not going to be Tyreek, it's going to be Waddle. If it's not going to be Waddle, it's going to be Gesicki. It's going to be Mostert. Like, too many weapons for the Jets to handle. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to put themselves in a position where they're going to get the win and hope that the Patriots lose and possibly sneak back the other way into the playoffs that way. So, yeah, I'll take the Dolphins getting points all day. Yeah, Alex, what do you got in this? No side, no bet here. Um, I've liked the Jets' talent all year. Um, I really have. Um, But, look, normally you would love the Dolphins, but the quarterback's a problem. The Jets could turn them over a lot. Um, I do wonder about the Jets, and this is a lot of of what we're talking about this week, like where you got to sort of read – how our team's going to come out. It's very weird that they're favored in this game, just considering that the Jets have been so bad lately and Miami has more to play for. It's very strange that the Jets are favored more. It's almost like Vegas is begging you to take Miami, so that might tell you how they think it's going to go. So Vegas clearly thinks the Jets are going to win. Um, but I just don't have the courage to, uh, to pull the trigger because um, I'm not a good gambler, I guess. So um, I think – I probably lean. What's I lean? I think I probably slightly lean Jets a little bit, just because I could see them. You know, they're getting killed all week. You know, can they come back off an off a really bad loss? Their defense played horrible and end the year in a good way and kind of hit the off season with some momentum. I could see that, and it might be the right opponent for it, quarterback wise. And Miami's D is so bad, it might upstream their offense a little bit. But um, no official play for sure. As as a fan, I want to see yeah. the Jets. Uh, and as a rooting interest, 
I would love to see the Dolphins lose because personally, I want to see the Steelers sneak into that seven seed. That'd be great. I don't see it happening with the Jets. That's that's just my thing. Like sometimes you gotta yeah. go with the head and not the heart. There you go. Got some big injuries on Miami side too. I mean, just looking at their practice report today, uh, these are notable ga- names that were either limited or did not participate: Teron Armstead, Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, Melvin Ingram, Raheem Mostert, uh, Tua, obviously Cedric Wilson, Jalen Waddle was limited. I mean, these these are big time names and. Uh, Javon Holland was full today, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater was limited. But even if he does play, man, Teddy Bridgewater is one play away from getting knocked out of the game. It seems like it happens every time he gets a start at this point in his career. So just because, you know, if he does get the start, I don't think this line's going to move very much. Maybe it gets back to a pick or something like that. But Bridgewater, even if he does start, how effective is he going to be with the dislocated finger? Um, you know, he's one play away from getting Skylar Thompson on the field who, you know, might not be getting half the reps this week with Bridgewater being limited. I don't know, but, um, I just think this Miami team is done for the year. I think they packed it in, you know, they had their chance against green Bay and they, and they blew it. They needed that game, you know, and I feel like, are they really going to get up for this game now? You know, with all the injuries they have, uh, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh. I think they're going to get in, man. I think Kenny Pickett is going to get his first playoff game. That's pretty crazy. Woo! We can get into that a little bit later, but obviously there's a lot riding on that New England-Buffalo game that kind of determines if it's going to be uh, the Patriots or the Steelers. But, um, all right, so let's go to uh, Detroit and Green Bay. Oh, no, we'll save that for that's. Yeah, well, we're going to save the Sunday night game mm-hmm. for, the sun, for the last slot. <laughs> we're going to stick to 1 o'clock for now. So we'll go to uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, no opinion on this game. It's one of those games that does have meaning. Obviously, Pittsburgh has to win this game, you know, to stay in the hunt for that seven seed. Uh, there's something weird about – there's something fishy about this line, the fact that it's only two and a half. I mean, Pittsburgh just beat Baltimore, national TV. Cleveland beats Washington, but how impressive was that, you know, being, a, you know, where, where, where Washington is right now. So – I lean Pittsburgh, but it's the line is kind of too shady. Stay away. I would maybe take Pittsburgh money line. These teams tend to play pretty close, but uh, no opinion on this game. Do you guys have a play? I, I said it last week. Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. Steelers are going to beat the Browns. Finish nine and eight. Keep Tomlin's streak alive. So your best I'm bet? Standing by it. I'm making it my final play. My best bet. Oh. Steelers are taking this one. Minus two and a half. Get it under a field goal while you can. And they're going to backdoor their way into the playoffs, hopefully. But they're, <laughs> definitely, they're definitely finishing the season nine and eight. Easy money on this one. Back-to-back best bet winners for me. Let's close the season out right. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned the nine and eight record. I mean, that would keep Tomlin's winning record streak intact. So even if, you know, um, if you needed any motivation for the Steelers, that alone, you know, would give them motivation to beat Cleveland. Uh, so, yeah, Alex, what do you got in this? I, I wouldn't be so strong on Pittsburgh. You know, Cleveland played really hard last week. I mean, Cleveland ended Washington's season last week. Um, you know, Carson Watson, Watson ended Washington's season last week. Uh, hey, look, Cleveland, they're a good defensive team. Denzel Ward's still out there making plays every other minute. Um, 
And, you know, that's that's a defense that if they get to pick it and then, you know, he tries chucking it up and, you know, Ward comes down with one and Watson gets a little bit of momentum. You started to see that chemistry with him and Cooper develop in the second half of that game last week a little bit. Um, and Washington had everything to play for. I, I'm i not saying Cleveland's going to win, and I'm not saying – I'm not picking a side, but there's enough there for me to stay away from this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, there's enough there totally. to just not touch it because, you know, it's still the Browns against the Steelers, right? And the Browns have a chance to, to wreck their season. I feel like they're yep. going to take that. And they're a pretty veteran team, and – um, you know, Deshaun Watson's not a not a corpse out there. He's starting to look a little bit better. So that's yeah. just enough to let me not play this game where I'll stay away from it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, just, you know, Cleveland scares me a little bit just because they're playing hard down the stretch, season ends, and, you know, yeah. you, how much do you trust Pittsburgh? So, what do you think, Chet? I agree. No, I mean, that's enough yeah. to keep me off the game. It's one of those situations that we kind of briefly talked about before where the team that has everything to play for versus the team that has nothing to play for, that team that has nothing to play for tends to play a lot more looser. You know, no. the pressure is off. All the pressure is on Pittsburgh in this game. They have to win. They have to keep that record for Tomlin. They have to stay alive in the playoff hunt. So mm-hmm. I, I'm with, with, with you. With a young QB. With a young QB yeah. in a tough spot. At least, yeah. they're, at least they're home. But, like, I that, agree with you, Sean. But, it, yeah, often emotional win like that on Sunday night, you know, they come back home. So, I'm totally with you enough to definitely pass the game. But we have uh, Campbell's best bet, so we'll see how, how it pans out there. Uh, BB. Another, yeah, BB. And then uh, Houston, Indianapolis next game. Do you guys want to just move on to maybe two or three games down the card here? Because these next <laughs> two games, uh, not much going on there. Uh, number one pick, I guess, on the line. Uh with Houston and Indianapolis uh, on, on Houston side, obviously uh, I, I can't, I would never bet on a Jeff Saturday led coach team ever again in my lifetime, at least. Uh, so I would never lay points with Indy here. And then Houston has just got awful. So easy pass. What do you guys got? Easy pass. Um, yeah. Oh God. Actually, you sound like oh, I'm so tempted. Something. I'm so um, tempted. I'm he not going to take Indy. He if wants this Indy. was five, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh. If, if this was five, if this was, uh, if this was, if, if we had five bets this week, which we're not doing, we're doing three, this would have been one of my five. I really like Houston in this spot. Wow. The, Col- the Colts are playing like their seventh quarterback. They have quit in ways you cannot imagine. Like they are right now. They are, like, after what I saw last week, they are like what last year's end-of-season Giants team were, where it's like, just get us out of this godforsaken season. They don't play with any fire. They don't play with any effort. They don't really have play with any skill. And that quarterback can't throw the ball five yards. I really wanted to play Houston here. It's one of the ones I'm cutting because we're going from five to three. But, you know, Houston has played really well the last month, right? So, I mean, they, they've played a lot harder. They've kept things close. They're going to come out. I, I would trust Lovey Smith and the Texans to show so much more effort than Jeff Saturday and the Colts this week. The only thing that's keeping the spread close is the road factor. And, like, Colts fans are probably going to boo them off the field. So I, I, I lean strong Houston here, and it would have been my play, but it, it's one that's getting cut on the margins here as we go from five to three. I actually think Houston might blow them out, but I don't have wow. the courage of my conviction to keep it to three. So we'll see how long I am on Sunday. We'll find out. All right. Um, enough on that game. I, it's making it awesome. Um, <laughs> and the next game is not going to really uh, cure 
cure that symptom. We got uh, Arizona at San Fran. Uh, I'm not laying 14 with the Niners, and I'm not betting on David Blow or whatever. I don't even know how you say his name. <laughs> David Blow sounds about right. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins not going to be playing. Uh, we always know the quarterback position there. Um, you know, J.J. Watt's last game, maybe that you know gives them a little bit of a better – uh, boost on defense, but you know, I, I couldn't lay the points in this spot. If anything, I lean Arizona, but um, uh, it's an easy pass for me. What do you guys got? Um, no, nah, it's an easy pass for me, too. I mean, Arizona's pretty much, I mean, they're just counting down the minutes to fire Kingsbury. Yeah. Um, San Fran, you know, they're playing for home field advantage, but. 14 points, a lot of points to be laying. So, easy stay away. Easy stay away. Easy. Uh, Alex? I'm surprised it wasn't an easy one for me because, you know, I'm not afraid of big spreads because, again, Vegas is begging you not to take the Niners, right, with that that spread. But I would say – Double-digit Delvecchio. That's true. He's been gone this year. (laughs) I know. I haven't done it much this year. I mean, I could have done it here. Um, You know, the difference between two and three is big. You know, that's an extra home game. You know, it's an extra home game. One more week, you don't got to play the Eagles. Um, you know, big difference. You know, the, the only thing that might make it a little softer is that, you know, maybe you want to play the Giants instead of playing the Packers. I could see that a little not enough to, like, try to lose this game. And I don't think if they tried to, they could. Like, I really don't. But, um, you know, I think for that second home game – Two seed, wrap it up. I mean, the Niners are just killing people. So, um, I know last week they didn't, for sure. But, uh, you know, prior to that, are they going to go into the playoffs with two bad games in a row? They played pretty bad last week. Like, are they going to have two clunkers in a row to end it? I'd say no. They'll probably bounce back against a guy who has no clue what he's doing. So, I really lean strongly San Fran here with the points. Um This is probably the other game. It was going to be Houston-San Fran. I, I couldn't wait to – live up to my nickname but this is the other one that got cut so again we'll stop talking about it i can Thank see chetty's chetty falling asleep already i'm sorry yeah, sorry <laughs> no uh yeah enough uh chargers at broncos chargers three point favorites now they're three point dogs or two and a half pretty much uh in favor of the broncos another easy pass for me uh I guess some news came out about the Chargers and starters playing or lack thereof. So um, maybe that would make me lean Denver a little bit, but the value has gone now. So easy pass, guys. I could never lean Denver no matter what. Um, <laughs> well, last week, I, you know, it worked out last week. It, it did work out last week, but still, Denver has burned me too many times this year. Um, but the Chargers, again, I doubt the Chargers are going to be playing their starters this week. They pretty much locked into where they're going to be for the playoffs. So for the, that reason, I mean, can't back the Chargers, but I can't back the Broncos. So you stay away from me, Alex. I mean, I have no clue who's playing. You can't bet Denver in any circumstance. You wouldn't want to bet Chargers if you don't know who's playing. So um, yeah, we move on. Okay, excellent. Tampa, Atlanta. <laughs> Can we move on from that? That has absolutely no bearing on anything. Tampa's already locked up the the uh, division. They're you know the, the it's it's shown in the point spread here with Atlanta being a four point favorite. Uh, so uh, can we move on? Is that 
Is that okay? Sure, move on. Sure. Yes, thank you. I didn't know if and, you guys teased. And roll into my best bet here. Oh, I, I know exactly where you're going. All right, we got oh, Dallas and wait. Washington. Uh, Cowboys are pretty much going to play to win this game with the division still a possibility, one seed not likely. Uh, but, yeah, they're pretty much all in, and Sam Howell's going to be starting for Washington. So uh, I don't have a bet in this game. I, I guess – I, I really because I don't know what Sam Howell's going to be. You know, get, can he be worse than Carson Wentz? I maybe, but probably not. Uh, so Washington was embarrassed last week, and you know Dallas didn't look exactly dominating last week either. So that's enough for me to cancel it out and and pass the game. So uh, no no opinion on this game. But we'll go to Alex who has a play. Oh, Cowboys all day. Washington is dead. They're they're. A corpse. I love that phrase. They're a doornail. Now they aren't playing Wentz or um, or Heineke. They're going with option C. This is just a train wreck. Dallas is going to the stick. Dallas is going to play hard here. They want to win. Um, you know, they want to win and hope the Giants pull a miracle. Um, you know, it's Cowboys-Washington anyway. A bit of a rivalry. Um, and you're on the lane seven. This line, to me... This line should be exactly what the San Fran Arizona line is. Um, I don't see Washington giving. Oh yeah, no problem with it. No issues with it at all. This, this game's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. It's going to end Washington's bad finish to the year with an exclamation point. Probably Ron Rivera is going to be a victim of Black Monday. I really love Dallas here. Like when when the week ended last Sunday, and I saw the way it shook out with the Eagles losing. Like the Dallas Dallas got a lot of breaks. And then it was like, oh, maybe if Dallas could win the East or be the ones. That was the feel when Sunday ended. So I just couldn't wait to bet Dallas in this game. So going Dallas, best bet, lock it up. I think Dallas is a good teaser leg this week. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm a Tar Heel fan. I'm just excited to see what Sam Howell can bring, see see what kind of talent he brings to the NFL in his first start. They have some weapons. Looking forward to looking forward to see see how he does against the good Dallas defense. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't have a play in the game, obviously because my plays are done. But I I do think it is a good teaser leg, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm confident Dallas gonna Dallas gonna win the game. So I'm with you on the the teaser option there. All right, so let's go to a game that we could hopefully pass over really quickly, Carolina. Uh, New Orleans, can we just skip that game? That's fine with me. Yay, Alex. Sure, lean New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> lean New Orleans. All right, uh, <laughs> New England at Buffalo. So um, we really don't know what's on the line in this game. We know what's on the line for New England uh, with them having to win this game to uh, lock up the seven seed. Is that correct? If New England wins... Yeah, if New England wins, they're in, right? It's a win-and-in scenario for, for the Patriots. So um, this line's at seven, seven-and-a-half. Uh, no real opinion on this game. I don't know emotion-wise how Buffalo is going to respond to everything last week. So that's enough to kind of keep me off of them. Uh, and then, then you have the Patriots who have arguably more to play for because uh, it's unlikely that Buffalo is going to get home field advantage now even play that Cincinnati game. So maybe that's explained by the line here with how it opened at 10 and now it's down to seven. Uh, there's even a six and a half out there. So 
I lean New England, but uh, it's enough for me to pass this game. What do you guys got? Um, I mean, I'm passing this game. Um, obviously, you just don't know what kind of uh, state Buffalo is going to be in. I mean, the emotion of this past week, and they're barely going through walkthroughs right now. Like, yeah, you you don't know how prepared they're going to be for this game. Um, but I mean, does New England have the talent to be able to beat them at the same time? Uh, that's my only concern. Uh, so it's an easy stay away game for me. Alex, what do you got? I it's really hard to see Buffalo giving a great effort this week. To be honest with you, uh, they've got a really tough situation going on. Um. You know, in instances where stuff like this happens, and I don't mean, like, this is so bad. You know, and, and in, I saw a lot of instances, and I remember um, at Rutgers, you know, if players, players get, like, paralyzed in games, God forbid, or, you know, like, players die midweek, you know, like, these crazy situations that happen, those teams really don't finish the year strong. They really don't. I don't see the Bills playing all that well this Sunday. They're a lot more talented than New England. But I could see I could see New England winning this game outright. Um, I just, I don't see how the Bills give you a great effort here, and for no fault of their own. But history points to that happening, where just this crazy thing happens. They're all distracted, like the whole team's distracted, justifiably so. You know, are they going to be like grinding it out to for a phantom one seed that they really can't get anyway now to? against a hungry New England team. I, I, I don't see them having a great week at all. Like, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but like to me it's pretty obvious they're going to not give you a great Bills effort this Sunday, I would think. Well, I, I think it really comes down to, um, you know, what happens from this point until you know, the game against New England. Um, if you look at what happened last week, if, if we get some good news on that front, I think that, motivates Buffalo to come out and really play well. If some bad news, unfortunately, comes out, that would be, in my mind, more deflating to, to Buffalo. You know? I mean, from all reports, though, it seems like it's something where, like, you're not going to get any news in the next few days. Like, it's just going to be kind of status quo while they're keeping them under to try to um, determine, like, what kind of damage has been done while he was pretty much dead on the field and had to be resuscitated. Uh, what kind of like brain damage that might have caused? What kind of uh, other organ damage that might have caused? So, I think it's just going to be kind of a wait and see game. But the waiting is going to not be like instantaneous. It's going to be more than just through Sunday, in my opinion. So, that's kind of how I feel about that one. Yeah, uh, I think you know. Thankfully, we're getting some some good news uh, out there on on Hamlin. And the fact with, you know, with how quickly they, they did start CPR and they did, you know, defibrillate him, I, I think we're going to get some good news here. I don't know if it's, like you said, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, from this point until Sunday, but I, I expect, and obviously I, I don't know what's going on in that hospital right now, but the fact that they're weaning him off of oxygen is a good sign. 
Uh, I read that they flipped him on his stomach, which helps to you know, clear out the lungs a little bit based on the positioning of where he is in, in, in bed. Uh, so good news on that front. Uh, so they did get some encouraging news. I'm assuming they're obviously monitoring you know, his heart function and his lung function and uh, his brain function as well. But they won't, won't, like you said, they won't really know the neurologic effects you know, until he wakes up. You know, he's still on, on a ventilator. So, uh, but it looks like uh, things are trending in the right direction. So if we do get some good news, you know, before Sunday, maybe that Buffalo line does move a little bit, you know, back up closer to nine and a half and 10. But there's just too much going on, too much uncertainty to keep me off this game. So if you guys don't have anything, we'll, we'll kind of move on to Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yep. 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 So it looks like the just the division is going to be on the line here, you know, with the Bills Bengals game not not finishing. It looks like um, Cincinnati's not going to have a chance at the one seed now. So pretty much, uh, did Cincinnati clinch a division? No, right? No, well, they, it, I mean it depends what they decide to do with the game because they have a two they they have a two loss lead or a two game lead in the loss column on the right. Ravens. The Ravens needed. Bengals to lose to Buffalo. So if so this, they will in yeah. no contest, the Bengals already clinched the division. So this game might might not mean anything. And the fact that they moved this game, I think they moved it to one o'clock, right? Um yeah. yeah. So this game might may may not even mean anything. If Cincinnati wins, they still pretty much stay at the three seed unless uh unless Buffalo loses to New England, but that game is also at one o'clock. So Cincinnati has to play you know, in hopes of, of getting the, the two seeds, you know, it gives you a better chance of having another home playoff game. So uh, I've been Cincinnati here. I just don't, because the Baltimore, if they win this game, uh, let's assume Buffalo beats New England, uh, whether Baltimore beats Cincinnati or not, you know, they're either going to be the, the five seed or the six seed. And that's not really a big difference. And I just don't think Baltimore is very good. So I think, um, you know, I, I lean Cincinnati in this game, but um, it looks like Lamar Jackson's not going to be back for this game either. Uh, so they just seem like a team in shambles right now that I, I don't want to back. So uh, lean you, Cincinnati, but no play. Do you think Lamar Jackson is still really hurt, or do you think <laughs> he's sitting out because that he still hasn't been a contract? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can kind of sense that when when asked about his injury status during press conferences. Uh, I see where Lamar Jackson's coming from, but at the same time, it's a PCL tear. And I know Zeke played with that all year last year. I, I think he missed a game, and then he was back. So uh, obviously there are different degrees of tears, but maybe they're just being extra cautious with him with how much he runs. But then again, Zeke wasn't running back. He's getting hit. You know, he's getting hit every time he gets the ball. So something fishy's going on there. Probably the agent is having some impact with telling Lamar, "Hey, you know, sit it out. Don't push it back." I mean, he doesn't have an agent. I don't think though. So. Oh, that's a good point. That he represents himself. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe. Uh, it seems like something's going <laughs> gonna, on there, doesn't it? It's going to be a I, fun contract negotiation in the in the off season. I. I, I must you want tend to, more. Yeah. I tend to lean towards <laughs> there's some bitter feelings there. Yeah. Because I, I think if 
he had any sense of being able to go, he would have gone this past week uh, when they kind of really needed that game against Pittsburgh. Um, and the fact that he didn't, and the fact that he's probably sitting out again this week, I think is more to do with personal feelings than injury. You might be right. You might be right. I, I, maybe he's just saying, hey, I'll be ready for the playoffs. You know, we're, we're not going to really change our seating until then. But he's got to get in sync with, with, with his offense. He wasn't exactly lighting it up before he got hurt. Now you have guys like, you know, Deshaun Jackson at receiver, some other retreads that, you know, he didn't really have a good communication with. He just kind of throws it to uh, Mark Andrews every play. But uh, I don't know. Something just seems off there from, from a coaching and managerial standpoint. So, uh, yeah, Baltimore is a team that I'm definitely steering clear of in the playoffs. They, they seem like a one-and-done team to me. I don't know about you guys. That's kind of been their M.O. with Lamar Jackson. True. So I can definitely see it without, too. Yeah, Huntley has just not been as impressive as he was. I think during the, the COVID year, he I mean, had a few starts. Especially, they're either going to Buffalo or they're going to Cincinnati. So, like, yeah, either of those two teams, are, yeah. They're done. Um, yeah. All right. So, if you're cool with that, Alex, you ready to move on to uh, pretty much another meaningless game? I mean, Minnesota has to win. Uh, they're now seven-and-a-half-point favorites because of the news that Justin Fields is going to set this game out. The 65 yards short of the rushing record. Which is unfortunate. He had he, he had an awesome year running the football, um, some big time plays during the season. But now you have Nathan Peterman coming in, the the infamous quarterback that threw five picks for five or six picks for his first start for the Bills a uh, number of years back. So um, I, I kind of lean Minnesota in this game, uh, but you know because they, uh, I'm not going to say because I kind of went against it before. They have something to play for, right? But they're coming off of a really embarrassing loss, so. I think they want to end the season on a high note. Um, everybody's talking about how they're the worst, you know, team in the NFL that's going to be in the playoffs. So they, they probably bounce back a little bit here, but uh, no play for me. What do you guys got on this? We can start with you, Alex. I lean Minnesota for sure. Definitely lean Minnesota here. Um, you know, the, um, the Bears are playing a backup quarterback. Minnesota will probably just hope to win and, you know, just pray for San Francisco miracle that isn't coming would be my best guess. Um, but it's just one of those where, like, the Vikings are playing cousins. They're going to, you know, they're going to play enough to beat uh, – yeah, Chicago is so bad. And, you know, feels like they want a high draft pick anyway. So, yeah, lean Minnesota, not playing it, but lean it for sure. I lean Minnesota also. I mean – Chicago, Chicago's only weapon is Justin Fields. And it's not really his arm, it's his legs. And Nathan Peterman coming in takes away that whole rushing attack. They don't have an air attack with her, with uh, Nathan Peterman there. They don't have an air attack without Nathan Peterman there. Um, Minnesota, I mean, yes, they do have something to play for. So I really don't think anyone really thinks that they're going to be able to get out of that three seed. I think everyone knows San Francisco is going to take care of business with Arizona, lock Minnesota into that three seed. But, uh, I mean, again, Minnesota, when they win, they don't win big. It's always one score game. So 
seven and a half is kind of right at that bubble of being a one score game. So can they can they break that? It's yet to be seen. I mean, good point. Eleven out of eleven out of their thirteen wins, one score game. So that's insane. They're going to be a great team to fade next year because they were yeah. eleven and they're eleven and zero in those games, right? Yeah. Eleven and zero in those one score games. It's crazy. All right. Well, uh, we uh, seems like we lean Minnesota there. We'll go to the Sunday night game. You know, obviously a lot on the line, depending on what happens with the Rams and the Seahawks uh, earlier that day. But you know, Detroit Lions at Green Bay. Detroit's coming off a nice blowout win against Chicago, and Green Bay's coming off that blowout win against Minnesota. So now you have Green Bay laying four and a half points here um, against the team in Detroit that beat them. I think it was back in early November, uh, late October, something like that, where Detroit was a home underdog and they won the game outright. So uh, this is tough because huh, I, I am going to have a bet in this game and I have my best bet here. Um, do you guys have any idea where you think I'm going? I, I think you're going back to back. I am going to take uh, – go ahead. I, I know have a bet as well. I only have two. I know I was just taking the factors. I was a bet here. But I think Teddy's wow. going back to back with the best bet on back to back. Well, I love bet with Chet because we have so many head to head matchups, and that's exactly what's going on now. I am taking the Detroit Lions plus four and a half as my best bet. This is easy, Green Bay. Okay, we need to get off the Green Bay train a little bit here. They beat a Minnesota team that has been overrated the entire year, and they got a kickoff return for a touchdown. They got a defensive uh, touchdown. Uh, interceptions throughout that entire game. Kirk Cousins, one of the worst games of his career. Uh, that's not going to happen again. Uh, Detroit has a huge advantage here in the trenches. They've top five offensive line, maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. Green Bay, 31st, uh, 31st ranked uh, run defense DVOA. Uh, Minnesota never really tested them last week uh, against the run. I think Detroit is going to really run the ball well here, and they're going to move the ball in this Packers defense. And maybe Green Bay does win the game, but Four and a half points is too much. This game should be closer to three because I think Detroit is a little bit better than Minnesota. I think uh, maybe Detroit's favored by a point, point and a half. So this game should be closer to three. So I think you're just getting about a point and a half of value with Detroit. Win this game outright. Um, I don't care what happens with Seattle and the Rams earlier in the day. Even if Detroit has nothing to play for, I still like Detroit to cover this spread. Uh, just based on what Dan Campbell's, you know, uh, memo has been, you know, throughout his head coach of the Lions, they're going to play hard for for him, and they might really enjoy playing that spoiler role if they don't have a chance to get into the playoffs. So, uh, Detroit plus four and a half, best bet. Wow! Wow! All right, Alex, you can go to your play. I mean, was I just convinced there? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm going Green Bay. You know, big time playoff games like this. Um, it becomes more about the not really momentum or any of that stuff. I just tend to trust quarterbacks in games like this. I don't trust Goff on the road at all. Lambeau's going to be a zoo. Um, I certainly trust Aaron Rodgers in that spot. Their running game's been really good lately. Um, and look, it just comes to a point, are they going to, from when they were dead a month ago, get all the way to this point, get to a home game against the Lions, and falter at the end. I just, I don't I don't see it. I think they're going to finish it out. Um, you know the line's only four and a half. Not a big line. Not a number that would scare you from laying it. 
Um, you know, going Packers here. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think first half could be close, third quarter. But, you know, if a quarterback is to make a mistake in this game, wouldn't you think it's going to be Goff on the road and not Rodgers? You know, that's just my feel on it. Um, yeah, I don't trust the Lions. I don't trust Dan Campbell. I don't trust them in this spot. This is a huge moment, big game. And Rodgers has been in a million of these. And he's been in these games as the underdog a lot and won. And he's been, you know, he's just – he lives in games like this every January. And, you know, he's not facing the Niners in this game. It's Detroit. I think he's going to have a good game and pull it out. The funny thing – oh, sorry, Kim. I was just going to say the funny thing about that would be if Green Bay does win this game – uh, chances are they would play San Fran in the first round. They probably get blown out there and they're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they beat them in the playoffs every time. Go ahead, Campbell. Yeah. I do lean. I lean the Packers in this one as well. Um, I mean, the one thing that has changed, like the winning streak that they're on, it's not because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because their defense has improved. Um, last time they played the Lions, a 15-9 game. Uh, I don't see – the offense struggling that much. I mean, Rodgers, and if I remember correctly, Rodgers in that game had three interceptions inside the red zone. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have those same miscues. I mean, Packers were in every position to kind of run away with that game and just costly fumbles, costly interceptions. Like, those those are things that can be fixed. And I just think that they're going to, have too much of the lines um, in a must-win game. Like, who do, who do I have more faith in, Jerry Goff or Aaron Rodgers? And it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I mean, look at it last week. Aaron Rodgers, he was 15 of 24, 159 yards, and one touchdown. They won that game last week on defense and special teams. They really did. Is that going to happen again back-to-back weeks? Are they going to get a kickoff return? Are they going to get, you know, did they have two defensive touchdowns last week? I forget, but I know they had one. Um, they, I know they turned over Cousins three times. They had three picks in that game. But um, is that going to happen again? I know Detroit's defense isn't elite, but uh, they've been better over the, you know, the second half of the season compared to the first, you know, with Hutchinson really turning on. Uh, they, they really shut down Chicago. Chicago – they had some good offensive performances with, with Fields running the ball, and they had some big plays in the passing game. So, did you see, did you see that one play where uh, Detroit he was on a zero man line. rush? <laughs> yeah, and Justin Fields still threw the pick. He still threw the pick. Hutchinson was acting like he was on the sideline. He was just waiting <laughs> for him to throw it. He threw it right into the zone. He's he's a hell of a player. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is concerning with Detroit's run defense. It's been leaky at times, and I think Aaron Jones could definitely have some success here, but. I think that sets up for a lower-scoring game, and I I like Detroit to cover. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think they're going to be live in this game. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I don't I don't think Green Bay is good enough to be laying this kind of number. I mean, they they beat Miami because of all those turnovers. I mean, if my if Tua doesn't get concussed, Packers probably lose that game, and we're not even talking about Green Bay with an opportunity to get in the playoffs right now. You know, so they've had a lot of stuff go their way the past few weeks, and we'll see. I mean, we have that kind of team of destiny that happens once in a while where the ball kind of just bounces their way every time. It could happen again. But um, I'm just going to take the points here and see what happens. So, all right. Um, 
So that kind of sums it up for the games. Now I was thinking uh, we could go through teasers and then we can kind of just talk about playoff seedings and what we think is going to happen. Um, we could just kind of pick our seedings and we can discuss who we think is going to make it to the championship games. We could kind of just leave it open-ended and, and go from there. So uh, let's go teaser first. We'll go to you, Alex. Teaser, I am going Dallas. Cannot wait play Dallas in that game. They're clearly going to win. That's an easy one. And uh, I got to go anti-Wong with my second game, don't I? That's like something I have to do. <laughs> um, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to I'm going to let it a little crazy because I feel bad I left them off. I'm going to tease the Texans. They're my second leg of this tease. I will go plus nine and a half, I guess. Or so eight and a half, take, whatever. Yeah, right, plus eight and a half, that's fine. Um for all the reasons I said before, I really like the Texans. I'm probably going to bet them this week, so we'll see how it goes. So, Alex, just so you know, that is about as Wong as you can get. Oh, is it? That is a, that is a Wong. Oh yeah. Oh man. I, <laughs> well, I've always been a big Wong guy. So there you, go. <laughs> you can't <laughs> say suck my Wong this week. We forgot no, to I got No, now I just got a big swinging Wong over here. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. Uh, let's go to you, Campbell, for uh, your teaser. I mentioned it earlier, uh, how I felt about the Dallas game. I felt that was a good teaser lady, so I'm going to tease them down to minus one. And then for my other one, I got to go with the game I feel most confident in for the week. I I feel most confident in the Steelers being able to win this week against the Browns. So that'll bump them from two and a half, minus two and a half to plus three and a half, get them over that field goal. So I'm going to go Steelers-Cowboys as my – all right, look at look at Canby teasing through zero. I remember last week on the pod, he was like, "I know you're not supposed to." He does it the next week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, I'm just gonna do. Uh, I'm not gonna do a long teaser this week. I'm just gonna tease Kansas City down to minus two and a half, and I'm gonna tease Detroit up to plus eleven. I just don't think Green Bay has the ability to get margin on teams. I know they blew out Minnesota last week, but those turnovers are not going to happen again week to week. So um, I like this to be a really close game. So uh, Kansas City minus two and a half and Detroit plus 11. Um, All right. So uh, there's real no, uh, you know, set in stone way to do this. But if you guys just want to go through your wild card seeding matchups that you're projecting, and then we can kind of go from there. Who wants to start? I'll start. I'll go. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Tampa, Dallas looks very likely. I think it'll be Green Bay, San Fran, and then Giants, Minnesota. I think everyone's going to have money on San Fran next week, depending on that line. Um, if you want to play, are we playing guess the line? Is that what we're doing? We, uh, we'd have to guess it. If you want to throw in your two cents as to what do you think it's going to be, you could definitely do that. San Fran will be the biggest one. I think everyone's been waiting to bet them in the playoffs the whole time, um, depending how Sunday night goes. Um, I think a lot of money will be in on the Giants, for sure. And um, whether that's right or not, who knows. But what do you have that I line think, on? Uh, the Giants of Minnesota. I would bet the Giants are going to be plus four, four and a half. Does that, does that sound right? Well, I... Think follow, that's light. I follow a sports book guy that works at Circa that helps uh, set the lines. You guys mm-hmm. might have seen him on there, and he said as of right now he would have Minnesota as a two and a half point favorite. Ooh, wow! Yeah, and I'm telling you, people are going to bet the Giants because that game was close. 
a few weeks back. Minnesota's yep. lost two of their old linemen since that game. Giants have gotten healthier. Yep. Um, people are going to bet the Giants. I don't think that's the smartest thing to do. <laughs> you know, I think Giants Minnesota's a better team. Yeah. Like, I, Giants I think teaser is pretty good. Yeah, like I think Minnesota's a better team, and they're at home. No one on that roster has basically ever even been in a playoff game. So, like, who knows? Maybe Jones just shrinks to the moment. You know, <laughs> you don't know that for sure. Um, but everyone's going to take that Christmas Eve game and say, well, Minnesota's down two guys. Giants pass rush will get to Cousins. And people, are gonna, people have been waiting to fade Minnesota in the playoffs. Um, so I, I would guess that line may actually – there's going to be a lot of Giant play, but I think that line should be bigger. I think two and a half is really disrespectful to Minnesota. There's not but, a lot um, of market support for Minnesota. I mean, they, they not, do not believe in that not. team. Yep. So, you know, but, you know, it, it's – of all the opponents they could have gotten, like I would trust Green Bay to beat them more than the Giants. The Giants, just, they haven't been there, you know. And, you know, Giants didn't run the ball particularly well in that game. They passed it a lot. And like I said, playoffs is a lot about quarterback play. Like if Daniel Jones plays a great game and a big game, then Giants probably will win. But that's a lot to, it's a lot to ask. We'll see. And yeah. Cousins has had his playoff moments now. Like, people forget. Cousins has had some really great playoff wins. He, retri- um, he retired Drew Brees pretty he much. He retired Drew Brees. You know, he's not, you know, he's not a shrinking violet in those games. So, yeah. They were big dogs. They, they were big dogs in that game, though. Now you're asking yep. them to be favorite, you know, in, in the wild card round. Uh, I, I really like the Giants there. I don't know if they're going to win yeah. the game. A lot of people by. will, yeah. I love them in a teaser. I really do. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at that game they, they played a few weeks ago, right? I mean, the Giants pretty much had nothing to play for in that game, and they still almost won the game, you know? And, and so I think if the Giants go, you know, full force, 100%, they get, they're get they really healthy. Like you said, and Minnesota has some injuries on the offensive line. Minnesota's defense is god-awful. And if the <laughs> Giants could pass the ball on them, anybody could pass on that, on that defense. Yeah. So. Um, definitely leading Giants there. Campbell, do you have the same seating as Alex? Uh, Green Bay at San Fran, Giants, Minnesota, Dallas, Tampa Bay? I do, yes. For the NFC, okay, so we, yes. All right, so we can kind of just discuss this as a whole in the NFC. Uh, who, who do you lean to, to win in the first round there in the wild card NFC? Uh, I have Philadelphia with the bye. I have San Francisco handling Green Bay pretty easily. I have Minnesota beating the Giants, and I have the Cowboys beating the Bucks. Okay. What do you have, Alex, winner-wise? Did, did you uh, put that down? What are we doing? Winners or lines? Because, you know, I would say, you know, two different things. Um, I like both. Dallas. Yeah, I would probably say Dallas to beat Tampa. I'll probably go hard. I wouldn't bet it, but I, I'm not picking Minnesota to beat the Giants. Giants, you know, it was a 61-yard field goal last time, so I'll be the sucker to play the Giants there. Mm. Um, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't beat the Niners last year with a better team. Why would he beat them this year with an inferior team? So certainly going San Fran, but it's all about the lines. Just San Fran might be a 10 point favorite and then you think different. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll go back to that, uh, guy that I follow. That's one of the sports bookmakers at Circa, which is one of the <laughs> sharpest books in Vegas. And he said, if it's Green Bay at San Fran, San Fran would be around a four to four and a half point favorite, which seemed well, kind of short San to me. Fran, yeah, I would yeah. take San Fran there for sure. Minnesota would be a two and a half point favorite, and he said Dallas would be around a four and a half point favorite. Wow. All yeah. of those seem a little off. I know. Interesting. Yeah. But it, Minnesota it's, it's early, one's but... begging you to bet Minnesota, isn't it? Like under a field goal for the home team. 
that's begging you to bet Minnesota. That does. I wonder. I wonder about that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the books are going to make money regardless. They, they, uh, they're they're not begging you to take one side. If they get fifty fifty split, they're making money because of the juice. So they really don't care. You know, they just don't want to overexpose. So yeah. You know what I mean? I, uh, a lot of public teams are going to get a lot of public money on Dallas, you know, with them being a public team. You're going to get money uh San Fran because they're considered the best team in the NFC, you know. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're going to make money regardless. But, yeah, I have the same seating as you guys. Um, I think, you know, I think Detroit does cover, but I think Green Bay is going to win the game. So, um, I got San Fran winning. I have the Giants winning. Give it to Dallas, although I would not be surprised if Tampa Bay beats him outright. That game reminds me of uh, the Marshawn Lynch Beast Mode game, where like the Saints were seven and or the Saints were like twelve and four, eleven to five something, and they played at the seven and nine Seattle Seahawks, yeah. <laughs> and Seattle uh, won outright. Yeah. You know, I could see Leonard Fournette having the exact same run against against Dallas. <laughs> Well, but, the, the only thing about that game is, you know, nobody runs on Tampa. No matter no matter how bad Tampa is, mm-hmm. Dallas probably won't run the ball very well on them. Nobody runs on them. So nope. it is going to go – a lot of it's going to fall on Dak. But not good. <laughs> not where you want it, Chet. But <laughs> I'm going to tease the Giants and kill Tampa Tom. Yeah. So you're both – I, do, I don't... think your defense will sack Tom 20 times in that game. Yeah. You're both going with a divisional round of Eagles, Giants, Niners, Cowboys, huh? Ooh. Uh yeah. Yeah, Giants I guess so. Eagles, Dallas Niners, that'd be crazy. Um yeah. I mean I, I have San Fran beating Dallas then and then I have, you know, the Eagles beating the Giants. I have a Dallas Niners matchup too, but I have Dallas Niners in the conference championship because I have Dallas beating Philly and then the Niners beating Minnesota. Oh my god. You're crazy. You're crazy. With, with Dallas right. represent with Dallas representing the NFC. Now, oh my god. Now here's the thing with Chet listeners. If you remember correctly before the playoffs started, Chetty picked the Cowboys to make and win the Super Bowl, which clearly did not go that well. So we'll see how it goes for Camby. <laughs> Then I saw Dak Prescott play after he came back from his injury, and I was like, nope, I'm going to bet a dime on the Giants. What the hell? Like, what do I have to lose? <laughs> Giants are going to represent the NFC. No. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's square, but you got to consider the Niners and the Eagles to be the two best teams in the NFC. But I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on Tampa and don't sleep on the Giants. I think those two teams might make some noise. I don't, I don't know. There's something – those teams that are – I know Tampa's not considered playing hot right now. I think the Giants more so as opposed to Tampa. They're just playing good ball right now. Those are the teams that you want, you know, to keep an eye on going into the playoffs. You know, like Jacksonville kind of stands out to me. Nobody's really talking about the Chargers right now and how they got – you know, they're getting some key defensive players back. We can kind of go to the uh, AFC here and uh, what the seedings are going to be. But I think it's going to be Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh Kansas City's going to get the bye. Then it's going to be uh, Chargers at Bengals and then the Ravens at the Jaguars. So um, we can kind of just discuss it from there if we have any differences, and then we'll kind of just talk about what we, th- what we think the lines are going to be and what we think uh, is going to happen win-wise. Uh, we got some differences going on. Okay. Well, we know you don't have Pittsburgh going in, right? So you have, you have New England going in? I have New England at Cincy. I have Baltimore at Buffalo, and I have the Chargers at Jacksonville. Okay. 
And I think, I mean, based off those matchups, I would project Cincy to be a heavy favorite, Buffalo to be a mid to heavy favorite, and I would expect the Chargers to be a road favorite. And I think all the favorites are going to end up winning that wild card round, um, leaving a Chiefs-Chargers matchup and a Bills-Bengals matchup in the divisional round. And then I think we're going to see uh, – I think we're going to see Bills-Chiefs 3, uh, where the Bills finally end the playoff drought to the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl. I mean – that's kind of where I see it. I'm saying Bills, Cowboys, Super Bowl. Okay. Wow. Talk about a blast from the past. Um, too bad Leon Lett still isn't playing. Um, <laughs> Alex, what do you got in the AFC? You know, seven seems a little tricky. So for the Steelers to make it, the Jets got to beat the Dolphins, right? Yep. The Jets got to beat the Dolphins, and the Bills got to beat the Patriots. I think I would lean Patriots there to make to be the seven. I think to win, right? Yeah, Patriots, win. Winning Patriots. Patriots are winning in. Right, so you're asking them to win as eight point dogs on the road this week. If the Pats lose and the Jets win, what happens? Pittsburgh, the Steelers, if they win. Yeah, Pittsburgh has to win too. Oh, okay. Otherwise, oh, so Miami would go if they beat the Jets and Patriots lose. No, yes. then New New England would get in if. If 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 New England loses, and the Jets beat the Dolphins and the Browns beat the Steelers, New England New will be England the seventh seed. Yeah. If, if Miami if, wins, if, then Miami's in. Yeah. Yeah. I think Miami's gonna make it. Wow! <laughs> Did you just Miami pick the Jets is. to win? I didn't bet it. I just lean. I leaned it. I leaned it. Miami. But wow. I think Miami will make it with a backup quarterback and be. A fucking lamb to slaughter against the <laughs> Bills or Bengals, whoever the two seed winds up being. Yeah, that's how I think it'll go. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, I would want the as a fan with the rooting interest, I would want the Patriots to make it because I feel like they're a bit more alive against the Bills or the Bengals, but they're both dead. I think Bills would kill both of them. Um, yeah, that's how I think it'll shake out. I think the Ravens are going out early. Um, interesting, interesting spot. So, so the Bills, Patriots, and Bengals, Ravens could play back to back week, same game. Yep. Correct. Wow, two times. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, in both those spots, I'll take. I'll go chalk. I think top two are going to make it. I think Bengals are going to beat the Bills. I think they would have beaten the Bills Monday. I think we're going to get a Bengal-Chief-AFC title game rematch in the end. Wow. Yep, and Bengals are playing really good, man. And I, uh, I, I, lean, I lean KC there. But, you know, Joe Burrow's starting to look like one of those guys, ain't he? And, you know, <laughs> I mean, since mid-October, he's right back to what he was doing. I don't know if that Chief defense is going to slow them down very much and the offense isn't as good as it was last year. I think I would lean Bengals making the Super Bowl again, back-to-back AFC champs. Burrow is Mahomes' kryptonite. Yeah. I mean, Burrow's about to be the league's kryptonite. I mean, if the Bengals got their head out of their keister and learned how to build an O-line, they'd be something else. So, 
I think so no, the Bengals are making it. So nobody's believing in the Chargers here. No, nobody's talking about the Chargers. I, mean, I believe the Chargers. I've are hated the Chargers for four years. Why would I like them now? <laughs> I just, like I I've literally the hated the Chargers for four years. I just don't think the Chargers have enough to beat Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I think I think both conferences have the same thing. I think the NFC has three teams that are cut above. Same with the AFC. So I don't see any of the bottom four AFC teams. No, I wouldn't say they won't threaten them, but I don't see them on the same level. I think there's Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, and, you know, I think it, it is a little chalky. But the Chargers, to me, you know, they're just – Herbert Herbert ain't the guy for me. He's I'm not a Herbert guy. I don't think he'll win on the road in KC. Okay. Well, I got uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, uh, L.A. Chargers at Bengals, and then Baltimore at Jacksonville. Um, this is tough because, like, you don't know how they're going to be in their first playoff appearance, assuming they take care of business, you know. And if Lamar Jackson's back, th- that's like the typical Lamar playoff win as, as a road underdog, you know. That I I would probably put that line at three, three and a half in favor of Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville beat Baltimore earlier this year, and they were four, I think, four and a half point home underdogs. So, uh, but a lot has changed since then, you know. So, um, I would maybe even lean to Baltimore in that game, at least to cover, um, if you're getting over three. Um, but win wise, I'm going to take Baltimore in that game. I think they do get a playoff win. I think Jacksonville, they kind of win the division, they get in the playoffs. I think, you know, I, th- I just see a, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for them there. So, I'll take Baltimore to win. Uh, I, do have the Bengals winning a close game against the Chargers, and then I got Buffalo uh, beating Pittsburgh. So that would, I guess, it would send uh, Baltimore to um, Buffalo, and then the uh, Bengals. Is that right? No, wait. I had no. It'd be Baltimore, Kansas City, and then Cincinnati at Buffalo. Yeah, I'd have uh, Buffalo beating Cincinnati, and then Kansas City beating Baltimore. And then there you go. It's Kansas City. Playing Buffalo again, I also have Buffalo uh, beating Kansas City. And um, so Buffalo is definitely going to represent in the AFC. I, just, I really don't have a good feel for the NFC. But I would lean – man, because, like, every team in the NFC has a flaw now. You look at the injuries with Philly, San Fran, quarterback position, there's going to be some regression there. And then, you know, Dallas with, you know, Prescott and their defense has been banged up. NFC is really tough to predict right now, you know. I guarantee you our, predict- our predictions are going to change a week from now when the actual matchups are set. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We're definitely not going to get all the all this stuff right. But if if it goes out the way that we think it is or, you know, at the end of the day, we're having similar teams in, in the Super Bowl. Um, I have Buffalo. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo and I'll go San Fran. I think they're the most complete team. I know they had Brock you trust. Brock I trust. Uh, and then I got Buffalo beating San Fran in the, in the Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool after the Hamlin injury or, you know, the on-field incident for them to win it. So, yeah, give me a Buffalo-San Fran Super Bowl and Buffalo winning. What do, what do you guys got the bowl? I got Buffalo-Dallas. That's right. Alex, what do you got? Did I give an NFC pick? I don't think you did. 
I did not. No, I think the Eagles are coming out of the NFC. Okay. If Hurts is healthy, I, I think the Eagles played bully ball all year. They're not. I think Brock, you know, their defense is really good. I, I don't want to get too into the matchups of a game that's five weeks out. <laughs> like, I can, I can see the pass rush of the Eagles upsetting Purdy in a way that the pass rush of the Niners, you know, Hurts, he's mobile enough. You know, if Hurts is healthy, I like the Eagles in that game. Um, and then it's going to be Eagles Bengals to me, and I I think that I think the Bengals are going to do it. I think they're playing their best ball at the right time of year. They've been getting better week by week. I really think they would have won that game by thirty on Monday against the Bills. Um, what? I really like I, based I, on I really, two drives. Based on two drives, I tell you, you know it when you see it. That game was headed to a blowout. The Bengals <laughs> are going to kill them. I'm telling you, I know it. Like the Bengals <laughs> are going to about to kill them. So that's how I feel. Um, and I like the bank. And look, it, it, Joe Burrow's probably the next guy. You know, if I just air quoted the word guy, and this is an audio podcast, I apologize. But I think that team's playing their best ball at the right time of year. Bengals over Eagles. But again, we'll probably change this 17 times. And if the audio Giants pod- win, if the Giants beat the Vikings, I'm picking the Giants every week after that. So <laughs> audio podcast, and Chetty's trying to open his microwavable burrito as you talk. Yeah, I, I ate an Oreo before, so it's fine. Hard it is to to lead a podcast and cut chicken breast, <laughs> raw chicken breast. You, you, your hands are limited in these situations. Okay, I'm sorry. I know my voice is going to sound a lot farther away while I'm cutting the chicken, and then I got to wash my hands so I don't get the nasty debris of chicken on my phone. Okay, <laughs> so just why don't you guys talk for a little bit? I'll be back in a second. No, well, that sounds exciting. So, uh, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, how's life? <laughs> no, I'm no, we're fine, but uh, that pretty much uh, sums it up playoff wise. And is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get to uh, week 18? I was just, just big picture. I really hope the league, you know, in terms of how they handle bills. Bengals. There, there was an idea that they do a, a phantom week 19 with that being the only game and then everyone else has a bye and then there's no bye before the Super Bowl. That feels like such a a boomerang going the other way. Yeah. yeah. Like, in every way. Like one week to a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is an event. You know, like those teams don't even really practice when they're out there. They practice the week before now. Right. And then it's just media and all the craziness. I, I don't see the league doing that. But just to hear it floated is like, who thought that was a good idea? You're going to give the number one seeds two weeks off? And that's 20 days between games. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah, that's a huge disadvantage. They're, they're both going to lose. Like, I would say both one seeds will lose if that happens. So, hopefully the league doesn't do that and just kind of declares it a no-go. Um, you know, it's a tough situation, but I don't think I don't think the reaction should be both conferences don't play a playoff week. You know, that's a, and a lot of lost TV money in there. I mean, I, I don't see that being the right answer. So. What, about just flip, what about just flipping a coin? Sure. You know, yeah, as simple as I that. 50-50 yeah. shot, whatever happens, happens. You just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I players, mean, you need yeah. – what's funny is you need the Bengals to agree to that because you know the Bengals think they would have won that game. But, yeah, I mean, 7-3, you, you know, I mean – We've seen these games go back and forth plenty of times. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's. Uh, I think at this point you got to do what's the the most fair, and I think the coin toss is probably the way to go. With you know they're not. 
you can mess up the whole schedule based on, on I, that one game. Yeah, they're, they're talking about doing like random number generators. Like, that's like, <laughs> wait, isn't that like Listen. what they do with like the NBA draft lottery now? Oh, yeah. Yep. Listen, let's talk about what they're really going to do. They're going to turn this in. They're going to turn the results of that game into a one-hour TV special and sell it to a network for $185 million <laughs> the way they do everything. And boy, does it catch. That's what the NFL does. It's a money-making machine. Yep. Well, are we going to – you guys tracked your uh, your standings, right, in terms of your percentage – yeah, I think Camby's probably up. I think Camby's up by like a half game on me or something. It's pretty good. No, um, I can tell you right now. Uh, yeah. You are up one unit on me. <laughs> Going into the final week. Uh, <laughs> and, and you're up half a, half a game overall. Oh, okay. okay. That is crazy. Uh, With all the games <laughs> played, you guys are that neck and neck. Five, five games a week for seven, uh, for eighteen weeks. That's pretty good. It, it's been, it's been a rough. It was a rough December for us. We both kind of hit a, a couple weeks slump there. Uh, you fell to thirty nine, forty one, and four overall. Uh, eight and nine on your best bets. Nine and eight uh, on your teasers. Uh, down uh, down three down three units for the oh, year. Geez, uh, I'm geez, forty forty three and one. Eight and nine on my best bet. Eleven and six on my teasers. And down four. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, one thing I can say, everyone, is I don't bet five games a week, and I'm in the green this year. So don't doubt me, folks. Don't doubt me. My te- my teasers are going well, eleven and six. That's about that's about all that's going well for me lately. Uh, Chad, you in the black this year? How how are you looking as you look back on the regular season? Yeah, now I'm definitely doing a lot better. I mean, midway yeah. through the season, you asked me that. What wasn't a pretty picture, but uh, <laughs> kind of got back in the game. So these last. Uh, Four weeks have been good, but playoffs are a who, tricky deal. You know, you obviously have less games to choose from, so um, you got. Who would you say? Who would you say has been like your most profitable team that you've been betting this year? I uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, I don't really go based on the teams. I kind of just take it week to week. Um, there there really hasn't been one team. It's kind of you know, it, it depends on week to week. It changes. You know. Because I'm always like backing teams and I'm fading teams, so I really uh, there wasn't really one team that I just kind of stuck with on a week to week basis, you know. I know what my two were. I, 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 I know the Giants, baby. I was gonna say I know what my two probably were too. Uh, the Titans were probably my number one. Like I, I rode them big when they were hot when they started to get hot. And I faded them early before they hit their slump. Um, so I was kind of right on the nose with them all season long. And lately, the Steelers have been uh, my hot hand, too. So those are the two teams I would probably say were my most profitable. Do you guys feel like you had good gauges on your respective teams this year in the Jets and Giants? Uh, I think I was uh, all over the Giants. Uh, I think I no, I do not think I was. I mean, I think I underestimated them early and then overestimated them late. Um, okay, yeah, that's fair. I think I, I underestimated the Giants early, and then I think that once the second half started and what they needed to do became clear, I I, I think I was pretty dead on these final seven weeks. Like I knew like. 
once they lose to Detroit, I know that the roadmap was like Washington, Washington, Colts. That was the way into the playoffs, and the other games fade them. And uh, I think the only one I got wrong was Minnesota. They lost that by three. I think the spread is four. Right. But other than that, I was really good on the Giants the back six games of the year once the, once I knew what they needed. I, yeah, I think, you, I think you had a very good, very good reading on the Giants this year. Yeah. It's just been disappointing as a Jets fan to kind of see the lack of progression with Zach Wilson. I mean, you pretty much can have nothing but writing him off as a as a bust now. Like he's completely pretty much written off. You've probably seen his last days in New York, which is it's a shame. Did you read that uh, article today that that uh, Sala was quoted as saying that going through hell and high, hell or, yeah. yeah, hell or high water with him? Like, Do you believe well, in that, or are they just trying to get going to be hell? No, I, I don't believe in that at all. I believe I believe he's I believe he's seen his last days in New York. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's Rosen okay. 2.0. Like, you just you know it when you see it. He's not the guy. Move on early. You're going to get a seventh rounder for him if you trade him. He, he's, lost, he, he's lost the locker room before it even started. Like, if he, if he was a likable guy, it'd be one thing. But, like, the team hates him, too. Like, <laughs> Send him to the Redskins. They need Commanders. him. Commanders. I identify them as the Redskins, okay? <laughs> You think Zach Wilson's better than Heineke? Uh, no, but this is, that's what Washington <laughs> what does. Like teams like the Colts, you know, Washington, yeah. they they just get these retread quarterbacks, and it's sad saying Zach Wilson's a retread already with how short his career has been. But I mean, you just got to take a fly. Somebody has to take a flyer in this guy in, ho- in hopes that you can coach him up, you know. Yeah. But it's not going to be in New York, that's for sure. So <laughs> no. Uh, at least one New York team has a quarterback that they might re-sign. I guess we'll see what happens with, with oh, uh, yeah, that's Daniel gonna Jones. Other, yeah, he's going to – he's probably going to get like four years, $160 million, So, get ready okay. to hold, hold your nose as that fucking happens. So, God well, help I, us I, all. I want <laughs> you to go back and listen to Bet with Chet in the beginning of the season. In the off season. I was the <laughs> only one that was like, Danny Dimes is a good quarterback. He's you at, Different coaches every week, you know, uh, lack of talent around him. So, you know, and he doesn't really have – he has a horrible receiving core. I mean – Oh, yeah, sure. Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Darius Slayton. I'm like – when <laughs> when guys make catches on, on the Giants, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like, he, was he on the team last week? They're, they're creative players from Adam. I mean, when, <laughs> here's what you know. When the season started for the Giants, the front four receivers on the depth chart were Wanda Robinson, torn ACL, Kadarius Tony traded to the Chiefs, Sterling Shepard popped Achilles, and Kenny Galladay benched because he's that bad. Those are his I mean, top four receivers going into the year of what was a bad receiving core anyway. These are like right. the, the backups to the backups to the backups. Yeah, and they traded Tony. They cut Galladay, right? I mean, and they're still no, – yeah, Galladay's still there. Really got, well. Wow. Yeah, he's a good one. They use him for one block. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's still on the team? He is, yeah. He, oh. sits, he plays like 20 plays a game, just run blocking on stretches. He's a good run blocker. What's he making this year? He is making, I believe, $24 million. <laughs> he's like the third highest receiver paid in the game. Hey, we got to wrap right? this up because my AirPods are dying. No, <laughs> uh, well, we will see you next week on, on that week. Playoff that. edition. Playoff, Playoff edition next week. Wild card weekend. Uh, hopefully we do well 
with the last week of the season, bet-wise. And uh, if you guys don't have anything else to add, we will see you next week on Bet with Chet. Uh, the playoff editions is where we do our best work. So I'm looking uh, forward to it. See you next week, bros. All right. Have a good night, guys. Later.